Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Going to have to uh, do a lesson one of these days on selling advertising. This is Oilers Now. Bob with you along with uh, Brendan S. Scott. Coming up in this hour, we got the big man, Louis DeBrusque, but not before I tell you. Roos Chris Steakhouse, the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated. Open from Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that the staff uh, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. We welcome back uh, to the show a man that's uh, gearing up, getting ready. He's going to be doing two days shortly. He's going to think back to the early 1990s. Uh, Louis DeBrusque is our headliner today for touchback safety. Touchback remains open for training, taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. Hello, Louis. How are you? I'm doing well today, Bob. How are you doing? Uh, I'm hanging in there. I've been having some issues, so fighting my way through it. What are the issues? What's going on? Uh, just some of the stuff we we had some challenges with on the road over the last four or five years. I have a particular frustration. So let's just put it this way. It, it, ha- it has to do with the dentist. So <laughs> Nobody likes those issues. Nobody likes those. I hope you get over them uh, quickly. I know. I've been whining about it for about the last five days. My wife's getting sick of it. Actually, she's been sick of me for about the last four months. Hey, did you, uh, I don't, I don't, did we talk about, did you ever lose any uh, checklets from a shot or a punch or anything? Yeah, we talked about it, I think, a couple, a couple weeks ago. I've had a couple cracked. My molars were all cracked because I had hairline fractures in them. Didn't wear a mouth guard for the first few years of my career, and I think that was not a wise thing to do. Yeah. Just from uh, taking shots and your teeth clanking together, they wouldn't break immediately every time, but down the road, you're biting into you know something like popcorn, and the next thing you know, your molar breaks in half. So I'm pretty sure most, if not all, of my molars are crowned now. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a particular affinity for uh, sweet stuff as you know like swedish berries and blue whales and those things can break those things can break sometimes on a flight and it's it's remarkable if you happen to maybe pack on a bailey's and uh, coffee 
and then have one of those? It seems, I don't know what it is about the combination of those two, but I know Bob Ridley's uh, on me all the time uh, about uh, uh, the, the teeth. So, anyways, we're gutting our way through it, Louie, because I got a little bit of head pain. Uh, Oilers had their scrimmage last night. I know you were out there a couple days ago. There's been a lot of talk about Philip Broberg. You were pretty big on him uh, in his draft year as well. You love this kid's ability to skate. That was the thing that just jumped off the, the screen to me when I watched him just, you know, before doing the draft and, you know, just preemptively, you know, scouting people online, watching some of their game highlights, watching what they've done. To see him in real life the other day, the same thing. The skating stride just jumps off the ice to you. It's amazing how fast he is for a big guy. Um, you don't typically see defensemen that can skate that quickly forward. Uh, I know they're all great skaters, they're excellent skaters, but there's just some of them that just have that ability to skate as fast forward as forwards, if not faster than forwards, and that's a rare thing in the game. But it just gives you such an ability, number one, to get back to pucks quicker, give yourself a little more time to make a play, and then when you have to, to be able to make that rush up the ice with the puck, which is becoming so common now in the game. I just think that uh, those are skills that you can't teach. It's a, it's a given talent that he has. And now it's just a matter of owning that. But there's high praise for him, and that, that's a good thing. I mean, that's a young draft pick that's come in here, impressed. He's worked himself into the bubble, and, you know, who knows? He may, may see some action in some games depending on what happens. But I just think it's a positive, Bob, when a young guy comes in and has the effect that people want him to have. And good on him. Good on him for coming in here after having a strong showing so far. Last night's scrimmage, everybody was on the ice. Not every team can say that right now, Louie, can they? No, that's, that's the one thing about Edmonton when you look at it and knock on wood, they've been they've been healthy. You know, they've had a little hiccup there with Caleb Jones early on, but he's healthy now. He looked good on the ice the other day. He's starting to get that stride back and he's such an excellent skater himself. Um, that's the important thing. That's what every team right now is trying to accomplish is to stay healthy through this transitional period of training camp into the hub cities. And it hasn't been easy. As you know, looking around the league, there's been some problems in different teams. They jump at teams at different times. Some had it early. Some are having it right now. And there's no question there's going to be more as this goes forward heading into the hub city. So for Edmonton right now, not having to travel is a good thing for them. I think they're right here. They can settle down in. And, yeah, you know, when you look at it, the line combinations have been tweaked a little bit by Dave Tippett, as he's always done throughout the season. He's trying to find that perfect chemistry and mix to give him the best chance to win the series against Chicago. And I, I think he'll still tinker, depending on how the games go. But as of right now, everything is status quo because it's healthy. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's going to be intriguing to see it. you getting geared up because you've, you've had to focus on all 12 teams, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I'm really, for me, I'm concentrating on the six that we'll start with. But, yeah, you know what, I, I've been I've been watching a little bit of everything and just kind of keeping tabs on different teams and what's happening in their training camps. Western Conference is a, is a conference we know really well, yourself included. We, we do a lot of games, most of my games, if not all of them, are in the Western Conference. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm focusing on the six, though, the three series that I'll be covering, and uh, exciting. You know what, I tell you what, each, each series for me is intriguing. Each series for me could go either way, and it should make for some really entertaining hockey. Yeah, uh, well, it's uh, like I say, we're we're slowly working our way up to it. I'm I'm a little. I, I got to tell you, Louie, I was pleased to see that there were only two positive tests in the latest round of testing uh, throughout the National Hockey League. That bodes really well. You know, I think that it was an early scare, Bob. You know, when you looked at what happened, there were some teams that got into some trouble right away. 
and there's some teams that are dealing with it still. Uh, you know, Boston for Pasternak is a guy that hasn't hasn't skated much, and he's going to try and skate in Toronto and get back up the far. I'm sure it won't be a problem for him. He's one of those elite athletes that probably will hammer in a couple one-timers in the first exhibition game. But I think that that early scare for teams really put the players on alert and made them understand that they're going to have to take responsibility for what they're doing away from the rink. Because in this stage right now, they go back to their respective homes, their hotels, their apartments where they're staying. And it's up to them to make sure they're doing the right things. And obviously, when you have a few negative tests, that trickles right through your organization, and you're going to get the word from the general manager, the coach, the owners, and say, listen, it's up to us right now to make sure we're doing the right things accordingly so that we can get to the hub city as healthy as possible. And listen, we, I, I hope that everybody does. I really do. I hope that every team is able to accomplish that because that means everything's moving forward, and it's, and it's a real positive sign. But there will be bumps in the road. There have been bumps in the road. But overall... I've been pretty impressed with how they've been able to manage it. Louis, can Edmonton win this thing? <laughs> of course they can. I honestly think that any team can. I, I look at this and I say every team, all 24 teams, that have the opportunity to play in the playoffs, the qualifying round included, anybody that steps in there gets on a run, especially right now, you see it every single year, Bob. Every single year going into the start of the year, there's always a few teams that take off. They just have that chemistry. They hit the, the season running, and they just have a tremendous October. Well, the team that does that right now, or the teams, plural, that do that right now, are going to be in the conference final and fun. That's how quickly this is going to go and how rapidly teams are going to have to be on par. And, you know, every team right now is gearing up for that, but the team that gets out of the gates, no question about it, and that can be any one of the 24. Yes, there's going to be favorites. Yes, there's teams that, you know, everybody is considering to be favorites and potential winners. But I'm telling you right now, we love wild cards. We love that Cinderella story, and I guarantee you there's going to be one or two in this one. We're joined by Louis DeBras from NHL Hockey and Rogers. He's our headliner today for touchback safety. Touchback remains open for training, taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. All right, so Louis, uh, let's uh, let's switch it up a bit. What do you think of the Kraken? <laughs> I like it. You know what? It's a mythological creature, but it's kind of nasty. I like that. It's got a nice ring to it. Yeah, I really like it. I think that you know what, going through all the names, and that's the one they settled on. I I, I like it. You know, I I think it's a it's a catchy name. I think it's. Uh, it's going to be exciting to see that in action. And, yeah, the Seattle Kraken, I think that's a perfect name. Uh, did you uh, – were you a Jersey guy? Like, when you played, did you – because sometimes there's players that don't like the, the, the team colors or don't like the – is that an issue for guys at all? You know what? It's funny because there's always certain uniforms or colors that you just feel better in. And it's no different than clothes. But when you put, when you put certain – jerseys on you just kind of feel i don't know sometimes i always always felt i like the darker uniforms because you just felt a little little tougher you know kind of a little meaner when you're going on the ice there's some you like some you don't like any respect the team you play for though you always respect the crest it doesn't matter what it is because that's the team you're playing for for me though it was more about the material material than the crest you know i, I always liked all the crests and all the teams that i played for but for me it was the material if it was too thick of a material for me i got too hot also in fights, I found it was an easier advantage for the opposition to grab onto and have a better grip. And what I mean by that is the thinner, 
um, material would stretch a little bit. So it gave you a little more of a leeway. I know that's not something that most people would think about, but for me, that was really important. I like the, the lighter, stretchier sweaters because that gave me a little more of an advantage to be able to get loose and have that extra distance on your punches. Um, but also for heat. You know what? For players that play a lot of minutes, those, those jerseys can get really hot. They can get really heavy when they soak up water. And I think that the newer newer materials they're using for the jerseys are much better because it just seems to get that 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 moisture through it quicker and doesn't get as heavy when it loads up. Who's got the best logo in the NHL? Who's got the most iconic look? Boy, good question. You know, I, I'm a, I, I've always been a fan of the original six and, and, you know, the history of the game. Chicago is really hard to beat for me. I, I was yep. a proud hawk when I played for the Chicago Blackhawks. I didn't play there for very long. I wish I would have played more. But I love putting on that jersey. I mean, it's just the tradition of it. I mean, that to me, the, the old school ones for me are always the ones that are going to impress. Even Detroit, you know, you look at Detroit, it's just, it just never gets old. You know, that, that jersey just always stays the same. The Maple Leafs, for me, it's just those original teams are always the ones, the Bruins especially too. But you know what? I'm starting to like some of the new ones too. I like the Vegas Golden Knights. I think they knocked it out of the park with that one. When you watch that live, it's a real catchy uniform. I like the fact that Edmonton started to get a little bit more modern with their orange. I like that. Um, you know, I, I'm always up for change. I'm always up for trying to make it a little bit better, a little more flashy. And I think in today's day and age, I think the kids enjoy that too. And the fans want to see that. It gives them a little bit of a different look, a little bit of a different feel. And if you find one you really, really like, then stick with it. I know, and I'm going to ask the listeners right now in our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. A lot of uh, the, let's say, the 30-year-olds uh, 30 and under, a lot of them, I, I think, really like the Todd McFarlane third jerseys that the Oilers rolled with back in the uh, mid-2000s. What do you think, Lou? Yeah, you know, not one of my favorites. I mean, and, and I love McFarlane. I love the Spawn series, and I like the movie Spawn. But I, for me, there was a, a black one that they brought out that had kind of an orange tinge to it and a gray. And uh, I really thought they should have rolled with that for a while. I really like that one. Um, but to each their own. Like I said, it's, it's a subjective thing. So there's going to be some you really like and some you don't. There's been some that have been real misses and some that have been, for me, just they just take off. I think it's just a really, really solid uniform. And right away you look at it and you say, hey, you know what? I like that a lot. Um, but as, as it is, they're always trying to change because they're always trying to spark that interest. They're always trying to spark that, you know, feeling of kind of a new fresh look sometimes in an organization but again i resort back to you know the original six and, and those staples they just don't seem to change very much because they they knocked it out of the park in the first place hey lou uh final question for you when you played who was the kraken in the league who was the leviathan <laughs> who, who was the leviathan that had you a little bit nervous <laughs> well you know what there's a couple guys that stand out for me. Obviously, the late Bob Prober, who for me was just legendary, and I just think, you know, what he brought to it, and similar to a Kraken, you know, he just seemed to always be able to come back. You know, he never really seemed to be out of the fight, so it was like he was really hard to finish off, and that's why he was so tough, because he could go the distance. Dave Brown also stands out to me, um, you know, just because he was so dangerous with that big lefty, and he just, when he came in, it was all business. You know, you see him off the ice, he'd have a shirt and tie on, the glasses, he looked like a businessman, but I'll tell you what, you looked at his forearms, and you said, yeah, 
that guy's got a little bit extra. And then when you saw him on the ice throwing those jackhammers, it was a different story. Uh, it was all business on the ice for Dave Brown, and he was – there's no question he had a reputation, and you knew every millisecond that he was on the ice. Well, those two guys could hurt you, and I think that's part of what you're saying. Like, you fought McSorley how many times, and he was a great yep. endurance fighter, but he couldn't, He, you know, with all due respect to Marty, he wasn't putting guys down. You know what I mean? He was one of the guys that did shatter one of my molars, though, speaking from the early conversation about teeth. He hit me with a real good right hand. It was kind of like uh, Rocky Three. At the end, when uh, Apollo Creed and Rocky Balboa squared off because they had to settle the score because they each won a fight and they both threw the punch at the same time. And uh, that's what happened with me and McSorley. And he hit me a little bit harder <laughs> with his right than I hit him with my left. And uh, after that, I, I had a little bit of trouble chewing for a couple weeks. Let's put it that way. Uh, it's all good. Louie, thanks for your time, my man. By this time next week, uh, we'll be closing in. Yeah. Gonna get exciting. It'll be fun. We'll have a lot to talk about, that's for sure. Thanks for your time, Louie. All right, Bob. Take care. You bet. 1249 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan S. Scott with you on Oilers Now. That's Louie DeBrusque. He's our headliner today for Touchback Safety. When we come back, we'll... This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing, and we'll take a trip into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This is Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stopper on 630 Chad. 12.51 in Edmonton into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob says Doug. Uh, what if the Oilers go out in the play-in against Chicago? Will there still be interest there? I think there will be interest there. I think there will be disappointment, uh, but there will be interest there. Dirk says, Bob, I miss the Canucks V, yellow, orange, and black unis from Dirk. Really? Seriously, Dirk? Those might have been the ugliest jerseys of all time. I, I-, I would suggest to you that the-, the Vancouver Canucks V, might have been the ugliest jerseys of all time in NHL history. Uh, Bob, Todd McFarland's logo was great. The colors, not so much. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Actually, five floors text line. The Seattle name and jersey are lame. Three out of ten. I know they want their own brand, but they should have gone with the Thunderbirds uh, logo and name. That's one of the best jerseys in hockey. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. KS says, Bob, 
Uh, I'm going with the Bruins and the Oilers in the final, and Big Lou's boy will be a Stanley Cup champion. That one comes to us from KS. Uh, Bob, it's a stupid name, and it sounds like a druggie regarding the Kraken. Uh, Bob, you need to go see Zach Cassian's dentist. Oh, wait, Zach has no teeth. Just saying. Oh, there you go. Uh, ask Louie if he wants to promote both his and my Dutch heritage. Now, that's what it's, uh, that's worth it from Jim. Well, actually, he was going, uh, with a Debrusque instead of Debrusque. Uh, Jake was. I know that there was a slight uh, pronunciation change in the uh, spelling to pay homage to his Dutch heritage. Of course, uh, the numerous people uh, from the Netherlands, uh, that, and there are uh, a lot of Dutch people in the, the city, they will tell you that they, of course, remember that Canada liberated Holland during the Second World War. James texts the show to say, sorry, not going to Seattle to see NHL or for any other reason right now, says James. Now, Brendan, is CHOP still uh, going on, or is that is that done in Seattle? Like, have they taken that city back over, or what's Ooh, happening there? That's a good question, because all we've been hearing about is Portland. I haven't heard anything about Seattle in a while. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, do you follow uh, uh, Eric Weinstein, by the way? He's a theorist? No. Uh, he made a really interesting comment about some of the uh, Democratic-led uh, municipalities and some of the challenges that they're having as a result of uh, maybe not respecting uh, the true impact of the police. You can text us at 780-496-0063 and how it might impact the upcoming U.S. federal election. Damn, I was hoping they would have picked the Kraken for the Edmonton football team. Like, you know, the Edmonton Kraken. Uh, Bob Chop is done. Thank you very much from Phil the Fear fan, who uh, he's a San Jose Sharks fan, Fear the Fin, and he also, uh, I think he's a Stanford grad. Uh, another texter says, I've been to Seattle. The Crackheads Crack House are perfect. I took a group to Seattle, Brendan, a long time ago. Uh, oh, here's one. JR says, Bob Yeski's new name should be the Generals. Your Edmonton Generals. Aren't they the Bentley Generals? Anyways, back in 2008, and what year is that? Oh five, oh six. So it was 2005, fall of 05. We went down. Uh, I took about 20 guys down. We went to go see Notre Dame play Washington Huskies on the Saturday. And uh, that was the game that uh, Charlie Weiss called a play for a dying boy. The boy uh, picked the play. And uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish took over on their own one-yard line after Isaiah Stanback fumbled. And so first and ten on their own one. And the, this boy had called a play. It was for part of a Make-A-Wish uh, uh, foundation. And Brady Quinn was the quarterback. Notre Dame was really good that year. And Brady Quinn's like, well, are we going to run that play? And Charlie Weiss go out. You know, of course you're running that play. What do you think? Corn the play. So we we're all amazed. What an awesome call. Little do we realize this, this poor kid had uh, called, uh, it was his dying wish to call a play for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So that was on the Saturday. Then on the Sunday, Sean Alexander scored four touchdowns for the uh, Seahawks against the Arizona Cardinals. Let's get into NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Uh, more 
than just sportswear. Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specials. Head to ElitePromotionalMarketing.com. Drew Shamhorn. I went on a football true, uh, trip with uh, Drew back in uh, 2004 uh, with the since-departed coach, who we miss greatly uh, to this day. Anyways, NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Here's Brendan Escott. Okay, I'll quickly recap. After months of speculation, we finally now know the name of the 32nd franchise in the NHL, the Seattle Kraken were revealed this morning with a slick navy base to the color scheme complemented by a soft seafoam green and the red eye of the sea creature. It's slick. It looks really good. If you haven't seen it yet, I do recommend you go online and check that out. Uh, Theodore Lenstrom is expected to return to North America once training camp for next season uh, begins for the Oilers. You'll remember the 25-year-old rearguard was loaned back to Fralunda earlier this week, but uh, that's basically to get some skating time in over there. Bob, as best I can tell, and then they'll give him a crack over here on North American ice. And this just came through the inbox. The Canadian Hockey League has announced it has appointed an independent review panel to review the current policies and practices in the league that relate to hazing, abuse, harassment, and bullying, and the allegation that players do not feel comfortable reporting behaviors that contravene these policies. So it sounds like they're putting the groundwork in there, uh, Bob, for something along those lines. Camille Thoreau the former uh, Premier of New Brunswick, Sheldon Kennedy, who uh, we've had on the show. He's heavily involved with uh, the Children's Advocacy Centers uh, around Canada. And Daniel uh, Savigno, who is a uh, coach with the Canadian Women's Hockey Program, are three of the people that will head this up. 12.58 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back at 105 for our friends of Canadian Power Pack, Brian Burke. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.